Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Jason McKay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? Yes, yes he is. Well, praise the Lord. How's everybody doing this morning? Good? Blessed? Amen? <laughs> good. Good. Me too. Let's get right into the Word today, shall we? All right. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians in chapter 3. Now, the verse I want to get to is verse 3. But there's some other really good verses all around that verse that I want to read as well. So we're going to read from verses 1 through 5, but pay special attention to verse 3. Now, this is the Amplified, so it, uh, it takes a little bit longer to get through, but it's good. It says this. Well, I still hear some pages turning. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. I really want to look at, we're going to focus on verse 3, but we're going to start by reading verses 1 through 5. It says this. Furthermore, brethren... Do pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed on and be glorified and triumph even as it has with you, and that we may be delivered from perverse and wicked men, for not everybody has faith and is held by it. Yet the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and set you on a firm foundation and guard you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you that you are doing and will continue to do the things which we suggest and with which we charge you. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the steadfastness and patience of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'd like to talk a little bit this morning. It may not just be a little bit, by the way. I may talk a lot. But about a firm foundation. It is the, a theme that the Lord has placed on our hearts here. As pastors, you've heard Pastor Gwen talk about it already this morning, about foundation, foundation. And what are we talking about when we talk about foundation? Now, essentially what we're talking about is Jesus and the, and the truth of God's word in our lives, foundation. What he's talking about here specifically is putting us on a firm foundation, and that is our experience of that. So not too long ago, uh, it was a couple of Wednesdays ago, we have a, a prayer meeting that we have in the morning here on Wednesday morning, and we were praying and just seeking the face of the Lord, and I sometimes get certain illustrations from the Lord by the Spirit, and there's one in particular that stood out, and it was this. I'll share it with you. It was a picture of someone standing on a large, flat foundation. But what he was standing on was covered in dirt and dust so that you could not see the foundation upon which he stood. And it was the Lord saying that you have been standing on a foundation, but you have not known or understood that which has held you up. And what he was revealing in these statements is that we know to call upon the name of the Lord when we get into trouble. Is that right? Right. 
We know that we have salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, right? We know these things. We know that we have eternal life. We know that we've been born again. We know that the blood of Jesus has paid for our sins. We know these things. We know that we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We know that Jesus is Lord. We know that he is victorious over all the works of the enemy and that at his name every knee shall bow, right? We know these things. We know it. Do we know it well enough, or are we just kind of standing on that and not really understanding the foundation upon which we stand? How well do we know that? How well, how, how much of a reality is that in our lives? You know, for some Christians, nobody in this room, of course, for some Christians, the name of Jesus is like a safety valve in case they get turn the safety valve, call on the name of Jesus, and he'll get me out of trouble. Right? You don't know anybody like that, do you? No? But there are. It's like the escape hatch. You know, fire insurance. You know what I mean by fire insurance? I got fire insurance. So if you have fire insurance on your house, for example, if there is an accidental fire in your house and it burns to the ground, the insurance will cover the replacement cost of your house and all the goods inside, right? Fire insurance. Just in case there's a fire. Well, at least I know I've got it covered because I've got fire insurance. And some people treat their salvation that way. I live my life the way that I want to, but hey, I've got the name of Jesus, so I'm not going to be going down where the fire is. Because I've got fire insurance in Jesus' name, right? Yeah. Nobody in this place, I know. No. Nobody here. Now, I joke about that. But at the same time, we have, I'm sure you know, believers that have at one time been on, okay, forgive the pun here, on fire for the Lord (laughs) in the right way, but have because of some disappointment or some hurt or something that had occurred in their life. They've wandered and veered off. They quit coming to churches regularly. They quit praying the way that they normally do. They, they quit sharing the gospel with their neighbors. They don't read the word the way that they used to. They, you know, maybe they've drawn back to a place where they just watch good, you know, maybe not even good, but gospel programs on TV. And it just kind of, you know, and this and that. And they're hanging out with their unsaved friends again. And they're doing all these things that they used to do when they were unsaved, but they're thinking, you know, it's okay because deep down I know that... You know, I'm I'm all right. Jesus is still my Lord. Well, maybe not actively at this point, but, you know, (laughs) technically. And they've veered off the path and gotten to a place where they're in danger. In danger. See, sin is deceitful, and it's wicked and deceitful. And you're thinking, I'm okay, I'm okay. It's just this, it's just that. I'm all right. But you don't know what it's been doing to your heart, hardening it to where you can't hear the voice of God calling out to you and where he's got to get a hold of you by yelling at you through a bullhorn saying, hello, where are you? Not because he doesn't know where you are, but because you don't know where you are. And there are believers that we know that have wandered off. Ah, It's okay, brother. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. It's all right. Jesus loves me. He forgives me. Yeah, but you're not living in that right now. 
And sin is deceitful and wicked. We think, ah, it's okay, just a little bit here. You know, I'll pray a prayer, God will forgive me, and I'll keep going on. And yes, he's faithful to forgive you. But there's a place where if you keep touching that thing, it's going to sear you. It's going to burn you and sear you. And then you're not hearing the voice of the Lord anymore. You're not hearing what he's saying to you. And you wander off. Now, the Bible says to us that those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Lord is faithful. I, I can tell you from personal experience, there were periods of time in my life when I was not following the Lord. And I got into trouble. But you know what? Even in the places where I was in the most, I was just in terrible trouble. I knew in my heart that I could call upon the name of the Lord and he's going to forgive me. I didn't have to stand up and confess the 500 sins I committed in the last year in order for him to rescue me. I knew that Jesus, help me, was all it took to pull me and yank me out of that trouble I was in. Because he is faithful. And he is always faithful that way. Amen? But there is a greater place than that in which we can live today. We don't have to live on the edge of our Christianity. We don't have to live in that place. We can live in a place where we are on a firm foundation. You see, His foundation, it doesn't get moved. The world might move. The things of this present world might shake and quake and tremble. The shaking of the nations. But the firm foundation upon which we stand does not shake. It does not move. It does not tremble. Though the world may be in peril. Though the hills may quake and fall. The foundation upon which we stand does not move. Hallelujah. If we are standing on this foundation... Praise God, then we shall not be moved. We shall be fixed and steadfast. Hallelujah. Fixed, our heart fixed, trusting in the Lord. That's where we want to be. Amen. We want to be in a place where bad news may come and it don't bother you at all. Bad news might come. (laughs) That don't mean a thing because I know him in whom I have believed. And he is faithful, praise God. It doesn't matter what comes my way, because Jesus is my deliverer. He is my savior. He is my protector. Hallelujah. He's the one who has lifted me up and set me upon a rock, praise God. Amen? Hallelujah. The Lord is faithful, and he will put you on a firm foundation and guard you from the evil one. Yes, he will, praise the Lord. Too often there are things in the world that just, they, they sound good. Things in the world, they sound good. And it's so easy to get caught up in stuff going on around you. It really is. You know, we all have responsibilities, you know, particularly financial. There's family obligations. There, there's, there's any one thing going on around us. There's the work environment that we're in. There's, there's a number of things going on. We have kids. We think about their future. We think about what we're going to do for them. We think about our house. We th- there are many, many things that we could become consumed by if our focus is on that. If our focus is on building ourselves a kingdom... I I don't know about you, but Jesus didn't say, your kingdom be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
I, I didn't read that. I, I, I read something else. He said, he's praying to the Father and says, thy kingdom, your, the Father's kingdom. The Father said, it's, Jesus said, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So why are we trying to build our own? There's no need to build your own. We don't need to build our own kingdom. We should be ministering the kingdom that has been given to us. Hallelujah. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We should be ministering that to one another, not trying to build our own foundation. Not trying to build a house on a foundation, praise God, other than Jesus Christ. There is a verse there in 1 Corinthians. You want, you want more verses? I know you do. I know you want some more scripture for this. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, just for a moment, we're going to take a quick look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm just going to read verse 11. It says this, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. There's no other foundation. What does it mean to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ? What does that mean to you? Now, I was thinking about this one time. I'm, I'm remembering it now as I talk to you. And it had to do with sermons and messages. You know, I'm concerned about that. I think about those things, right? And, I, and the Lord was impressing upon my heart. If your ministry and if your sermonizing and the message that you preach, if you could remove Jesus from it and it still stands and doesn't change then maybe you weren't building on him to begin with. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, because the Bible has a lot of good things to say about how to live, right? And we could take those things and come up with five principles on how to have a successful marriage. We could, we could look at the Bible, and there are some good principles in there. And we can talk about, you know, keys to success, We could talk about how to prosper in this world. But be careful that you're not building on some other foundation. Because you pull Jesus out of that, and it doesn't work anymore. We're not about just building our lives to be successful and prosperous in the here and now. Because I tell you, brothers and sisters, one day soon, it will all be nothing. Whether that's Jesus comes while you're still alive or you're in the, da- in the ground. That's right. Not you personally, your body. You get to go to be with him. Yet you understand what I mean. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. I've built myself this wonderful life. Well, that's great. But when you stand before the Lord, is it going to hold up? Right. So if we're building on the foundation of Jesus Christ, it means that everything has to line up with him. He's got to be first and foremost. He can't be second or third down the line because it's not Jesus' sub-Lord. You know, Jesus came to this earth to be a servant, to bring us, a servant of the Most High God, to bring us salvation. He laid down His life so that you and I could have eternal life. 
and he has served us in that way. Once and for all. But brothers and sisters, he is Lord. He's been exalted and glorified, and he is Lord. That means he's in charge. Whether you want to yield to him or not, that's your decision. But one way or another, he's in charge. All men will give an account for their lives. That's coming. And for us, as believers who are serving him, who want to honor him in all that we do, that day is a glorious day that's coming. Because what it is that we've done for him shall be proven to be of value and worth and stands the test. But if we've been doing other things, I said I wasn't going to read any more verses here, but if you do read a little bit further on, you'll see what happens if you build it with wood, hay, and stubble. The fire comes and poof, bonfire. The value of your work is determined by the motive of your heart. The value of your work is determined by what's going on in here. Jesus, he can see what's going on in here. Others might not, but Jesus does. And you might be looking around you and think, ah, you know, it looks good, smells good, must be good. Well, he looks on here, and that's what not, he might not be seeing that in here. Right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when we talk like this, there should not be a kind of, ooh. You know why? Because your heart should be right with him, always. We talk about standing before him and giving an account. We should not be like, oh, man. You're talking about the one who bought, bought your life with his blood. I think he cares a little bit about you, maybe a little bit more than what you think. Amen. Right? If there's anyone that you want judging your life, it's Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he's the one who laid down his life so that you could have life. I think he's qualified to be our judge. The Bible says he is our great high priest. Hallelujah. He he alone is our high priest. He is easily touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows what it's like to be you. Hallelujah. And because he does, we can boldly approach that throne of grace and obtain grace and mercy. Hallelujah. We don't have to be without in any way. We don't have to struggle on our own. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All right, well, let's, let's look at another scripture here. Let's look at Ephesians. Thank you, Jesus. I've got to turn the right direction if I'm going to find Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. Praise the Lord. It says this in verse 20, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20. It says, You are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. In him, the whole structure is joined together or welded together, bound together harmoniously. And it continues to rise, which means to grow and increase into a holy temple in the Lord. 
In him, you yourselves are being built up with the rest, with everyone else, to form a fixed abode of God in the Spirit. You're not on your own, by the way. Together we are being built by the Lord on a firm foundation. Now, we might have a diversity of, of gifts and a diversity of uh, dreams and, and vision that God has placed on our heart. But if we're all on the same foundation and being built up, we're not, going, we're not building multiple, it's not a multi-condo dwelling unit we're building here. We're not building many other houses, many other kingdoms. If we're all on the same foundation being built up together, it's one house, praise God. It is the house of the Lord. And it's where he dwells by his spirit. Glory be to God. There's a lot of a lot of stuff out there in the body of Christ. People get ideas because they hear a message. And if you've got purposes other than Jesus is Lord in your heart, then it's easy to be pulled off into other things that promise you this and promise you that. And we don't want to be directed or misdirected, I should say, into other things. We're talking about a firm foundation, but we should know what that foundation is all about. Like I said, I mean, you can get yourself into trouble and call upon the name of the Lord and he will rescue you. Absolutely, every time he will rescue you. But we want to know him in whom we believe. We want to know that foundation. When I talk about foundation, you think you might have some different ideas. But we're talking about foundation like Jesus is Lord. Right? My sins are forgiven. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You think, okay, well, I can agree mentally to that. I know that. But how does that live in your heart? How does, how does that affect how you live every day, every day? It's not just a matter of doctrine. Like you write an exam, you get a certificate, and now you're qualified. I'll tell you, the devil and the world out there doesn't care about your certificate. Doesn't care about your diploma, the plaque on the wall. It doesn't, the world doesn't care. When the enemy comes, he wants to see how strong your armor is. Do you have that helmet on, or you just know about it and it's in the box somewhere? Are you wearing it? Do you know it? Do you know I'm saved, healed, delivered, set free? You know that? How well do you know that? Do you know upon what you're standing? When sickness comes, do you know this can't touch me? I've been healed. has no right to my body. My body belongs to the Lord. He's the keeper of my body. Hallelujah. He protects me. Do you know that? Do you know I'm not just saved and going to heaven, but I'm saved from sin. Sin shall not dominate me. You know that. I'm saved out of the enemy's camp. He shall not be my Lord in any way. Do we know that? Hallelujah. Do we? Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, 
I am the righteousness. What does that mean? What does that mean? We say that. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What does it mean? It means you can stand in God's presence without any fear. (coughs) Excuse me. Without any guilt. Without any shame. It means sin has no right to you. That's what it means. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It means eternal life. That's what righteousness means. The breastplate of righteousness. So when you get up in the morning and you go to talk to the Lord and you're like, oh, I just wasn't living right yesterday. I just, oh man, I just haven't been praying as much as I normally should and I normally do. And I just, that's unrighteous thinking. And we don't have to be under that. Do you know that? Hallelujah. We should stand strong in that, in righteousness. What about the belt of truth? You know the word of God is truth? Do we live in that every day? Because when the enemy comes with lies, do we know the truth well enough to know that's a lie? I'm not going to fall for that. Do we know that? Do we know these truths that we, the way that we ought to know them? Do they live within us? Because I'm telling you that you can go about your life and the world will just go on and lull you into a sleep. It'll lull you into a place where you think, ah, everything's okay, and then there's a little bit of trouble. And then, oh, well, I'll pray a little bit more this week because I had a bit of trouble. And then, you know, you seem to get past that. Someone's laid hands on you or something, and now you feel like things are better. So you continue on, and then you wonder, like, ah, oh, well, then it gets a little bit worse, and now you're, you're doing things to try to get God to do something that he has already done for you. We don't want to live in that place. We don't want to live in a place where we're <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> wishy-washy. Well, the Bible tells us that he puts us on a firm foundation. And we want to be able to stand strong in that firm place, which means I'm not going to be shaken by what's going on around me. Amen? I'm not going to be moved just because I've heard an evil report somewhere. Because there's lots of evil reports out there. There, I mean, hey, just turn on the news for 15 minutes. We want to be solid and, and strong in what it is that God has put on our hearts. Because he's got things for you to do. He has a life for you to live and enjoy in knowing who he is and how he is. We don't want to be distracted by the duties and responsibilities of life. Now, you have them, but there's always a place in your heart where Jesus is Lord, and he can live in you and strong, and you can know him in a greater way than you know him now. Absolutely, praise God. All right, let's go back to that verse again here in Thessalonians. It's in 2 Thessalonians. Praise the Lord. Chapter 3. Yet the Lord is faithful. Verse 3. The Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and set you on a firm foundation and guard you from the evil one. 
Absolutely he will. Thank you, Jesus. I've recently had an experience where I heard all the right language, all the right Christian language coming to me. Mixed in with a bunch of other stuff that wasn't right. Mixed in. Had the Christian phrase, had the Christian concept. But the application in which this person was applying it to their life was not God. There is a lot out there in the world that can sound Christian and can sound good. But I can tell you that we need to really know the truth in our heart. We really, really need to know that. I don't know how to emphasize that any more than that, but there was a time, you see, like I mentioned a little while ago, where I wasn't walking with the Lord. Now, I got born again when I was a young man. I was like six years old. I got born again. And in being born again, you know, I was raised a certain way. And, but I got into certain, a certain time in my life where I just wandered off. And I look back and I realize that that living word in my heart was, was a security to me. Now, I wasn't living in that for quite some time. But there came a moment, I remember, like I was mentioning to you, where I said, Lord, help me, save me from this. And he did. He's absolutely faithful. And I remember that time, and I look back at it, and <clears throat> it, it, often we, we try so hard in what we're doing. But you need to realize that it is a grace and a mercy that he's spoken to us, that he works in our lives. It's a grace and a mercy. And I, I remember, I mean, it was just this, the slightest, a, a slight nudge. You know, when I, I suddenly realized all the stuff that I'm doing, I mean, I wasn't following the Lord. And at that point in my life, I had lived trying to pursue, in earlier years, trying to pursue the Lord, trying really hard. And it just, just couldn't seem to come together very well. I knew the Bible. You wanted to, uh, you want to talk about faith in God? Well, we could sit down for hours and talk about faith in God. Did I have any? Didn't seem like it. Well, I had knowledge, but I just was, not, and I was trying really hard. I just couldn't seem to get anywhere. And when I was wandering off in the world, I wasn't doing. I was doing a whole lot worse. Let's just say, I wasn't doing very good. So whether I was trying really hard as a Christian or I was trying to build my own life in the world, I seemed to be failing at it, no matter which way I turned. And I had this thing happen to me in my heart where it was just this little nudge almost on the inside. And it was like a realization. It was like the prodigal son who came to himself. What am I doing in this pig pen? Right? It was very much the same. And I just thought, what am I doing? What am I doing? I know what the truth is. I know what the truth is, and I'm not living in it. And it was just that one little thought in my heart, but it caused me to begin to turn. 
It caused me to begin to turn to him. And in that place, he started to speak to me. Well, he was always talking to me. I wasn't listening a whole lot at that time. But I started to hear him talking to me. I started to recognize him moving my life and changing me. And in a very short time, I was restored. In a very short time. But you see, that word protected my heart. Those words protected me and kept me. Lies came, things from the world that I was living in tried to deceive and rob me of the truth that was in my heart. But that truth protected me and kept me because I knew that I knew that I knew that this is true. In that place where it protected me, God was able to move me into, well, set me on a firm foundation, praise God firm foundation of that truth. And there are, there are things in our Bibles that are such truths that we need to know like that, that allow us to stand firm. Here's an example of it. Is anyone able to come up to you and convince you that Jesus has not been raised from the dead, that he is not Lord? Is anyone able to do that? You know that, right? You know that very well. No one is going to convince you anything different because there's something in your heart that says, that, that bears witness, that knows that truth. No one's going to tell me anything different. But we can know that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus the same way. You know, there's truths that we know. We, who here knows that they're going to heaven? You know that, right? Have you been there before? No. So you know that you're going somewhere you've never been before. Do you know what it's like? How do you know what it's like? It's not, you know, it's... Are you going to have to, you know, work your way up the ladder in heaven? Are you going to have to, you know, get a good job in heaven and work really hard and, you know, to provide for you, yourself? No? You know everything's provided for you, right? Well, how do you know that? The Bible says that. Can anyone convince you otherwise? Can someone say, oh, that's, heaven's not really heaven. It's kind of like down here on earth and, you know, it's just a little bit better because God's there. Can anyone convince you otherwise? You know that, right? That is a firm foundation upon which you stand. Right? Okay. Some basics. You know that Jesus is Lord, right? He's not kind of like on, you know, just struggling it out with the devil, going toe-to-toe with the devil, and they're fighting, and, you know, Jesus gets one good blow in, the devil gets one good blow in, and they're going back and forth like a boxing match, and you're kind of wondering who's going to win in the end. Now, for some people, that might be their experience, but that's not the truth, is it? You know that Jesus is Lord, right? Yes. yes, He is. Can anyone come around and tell you, hey, you know what, Jesus isn't really, really Lord. I mean, He's a Lord, He's, but He's not the Lord. Can anyone convince you otherwise? Are you pretty solid in that? You're absolutely sure? So you're unshakable in that, right? 
No one can come and shake you up a little bit. You're pretty, you're pretty solid on that? That's a firm foundation in your life. Hallelujah. How about your sins are forgiven? Your sins forgiven? Or did Jesus miss something when he went to the cross? You forgot about that one sin you committed last week. Oops. Oh, I missed one. He's going to have to come back and do it all over again just for that one sin that you, you did. All right? Is that what happened? So all sin for all time, one sacrifice, right? We know that? Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure? Can anyone come and convince you otherwise? Are you sure? Or do you wonder sometimes? Do you have a question about it? Or sometimes you did something you knew you shouldn't do. And, oh, it's just eating away at you. And you're not really going to pray or you're kind of doing it out of religious duty. Because you feel bad still. It's like, Lord, I know I said forgive me, but. Is it like that? Are we solid on the fact that one, sin, or one sacrifice for all sin for all time? Solid? No one's going to convince you otherwise. Let that be a firm foundation in your life. You know what that looks like? That means that when praise and worship comes up here and we're going to start honoring the Lord, you don't wait till you feel good before you feel like it's okay to get in. <laughs> my, my wife is my greatest cheerleader eh? <laughs> but yeah isn't that the case if I've been forgiven and I know it I can just come right on in I don't have to wait till I feel like it's okay right hallelujah you know that Jesus doesn't hold anything against you he's not, he's not like Okay, you're all right. And then back he's like, but there's all this other stuff that we're going to have to get to. You're okay for now. You're okay for now. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I get it. But we got some stuff to work on. We have some stuff to work on and it might take a while. You know, he's not doing that. He's not doing that. He's not doing that. He sees you and he says, come in. Arms wide open. Welcome. Accepted in the beloved. Do you know that? Do you believe that that's true? Is that true? Can you stand on that? Can you know it so well that it doesn't matter what happens around you? Father, thank you. You love me. You accept me. I can I just come right on in. Even if you've made a mistake, even if you did something you didn't want to do, even if you were just like, oh, Father, thank you that the blood of Jesus, your son, has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. Do you know that? Hallelujah. Do you belong in the kingdom of darkness? Is that your kingdom? Is that the one that you're in? There's only two, by the way. There's no third option there. There's no Switzerland, no, you know. 
there's darkness, then there's me, and then there's light, and I'm somewhere in between, and, you know, I'll go this way, I'll go that way, I'll just go my own way. No, there, there's only two options there, just so you know. If you're going your own way, guess what? It isn't his way, so only two options. So there's the kingdom of darkness. Are you in it? No. So which kingdom are you in? The kingdom of the son of his love, right? Light. How well do you know that? The enemy comes to tempt you. I don't belong to you. He says, you're still the same as you were before. No, No, I'm not. He lies to you and says, you're mine. I'm going to get you. And you say, I don't belong to you. I'm not in your kingdom. You have no right to me, no authority over me. I'm not in the dark. Is anyone in the dark? Who's a child of the light? No. If darkness comes, you don't know, you don't understand, it's just dark. This not me. This doesn't belong to me. This is not my kingdom. I'm in the light. I'm a child of the light. Hallelujah. Right? Do you know that? Is that true? Can you say, yes, that is in the Bible, and I believe it. And nothing is going to move me from that. Nothing's going to change that. That's a firm foundation. Hallelujah. Does anyone here, do you have the Holy Ghost? Do you have the Spirit of God? Is He the teacher? Is He the one who instructs? He's the comforter, right? Strengthener, standby, advocate. Is He all of those things in our lives? How do we know that? Does the Bible say so? Yes, it did. Did Jesus Himself say so? Is it true? Hmm. Where Where is He? He lives in here. We are the temple in which God dwells by His Spirit. Yes. Is that true? Yes. Or is there, you know, you, you're like the laneway house <laughs> built somewhere. There's the main house, but then you got this secondary house, the laneway house, that's not attached to the main house? No? no. So you're in the house, yeah. and God's Spirit lives in you. Is he bigger than the devil? Is he bigger than evil spirits? Is he greater? How do you know that? Because the Bible says, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Oh, hallelujah. The greater one is, are you sure? Can anyone shake you from that? No. I'm not going to be moved. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You see, even in, uh, this is a little bit of a different sermon, yes? You see in this, your faith rising, can you sense that? Can you tell your faith is bolstering up? And you're sure about some things now. The stuff you've always known, it's been a foundation that you've been standing on that's been supporting you this whole time. But even as we talk, your greater appreciation and understanding of that which has held you, you're getting it. You're seeing it. This is a foundation in my life. Yes. Someone tells me that, you know, there's more than just what's in the Bible. I'm like, what? Is 
this is a little rabbit trail, but we're going to go on it for just a moment. You know what I mean by rabbit trail? Sidebar. Yeah, sidebar. A little journey. <laughs> okay, so John chapter 20, verse 30 and 31. Right, this is a little side journey here. says this, there are also many other signs and miracles which Jesus performed in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but, that, but these are written in order that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. Hallelujah. The Son of God. And that through believing and cleaving to and trusting and relying upon him, you may have life in his name. So what is, what is the author here saying? He's saying, I've only been able to write to you about a certain number of things. Jesus did so much more than what is even written in here. Right? So let me ask you a question. It w- do you think then that what's written in here might be important? Yes. And if there were other things that you were meant to know... Why isn't there another book? Because the truth that is in this book is what you need to know. Is that a firm foundation in our lives? Do we know that? Can we say, this Bible contains the truth and the whole truth. So, help me God. We know that, yes? Do we know it that, you know, when, it, when Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, that we know, it, it, is that true? Or is it only true sometimes? Is it only true when you need a little pick-me-up? You, you know, kind of struggling, man, I'm just not doing so well, I need to hear a good sermon. little shot in the arm to get you going. Or is it something that sustains my life every day, as often as I need to, as often as I can? God is speaking to me through his word, and it is life to me. Is it life to you? Do we know that this is the truth and that anything that contradicts this is not the truth? Is this a firm foundation in your life? Can you say, I believe the word of God? It's true. It's life to me. Mm-hmm. So other good philosophies out there, you know, and I, I heard a report recently. It was a study that was done uh, that where they, they polled a bunch of, uh, of Christians of different denominational backgrounds, so on and so forth, and asked them some very basic questions. And the results were rather alarming because it was like, 60% that don't really believe the Holy Spirit's a person of Christians in, in America. He's not really a person. He's like a power or a thing. He's not necessarily a person, part of God. Well, I don't know, but the Bible here says that he is. 
So regardless of what other people think, I'm going to believe the Bible first. Because it's true. Yes? You know, that can mean the difference between you living a powerless Christian life versus one full of the Holy Ghost and power. Is that one little belief? Is it important? Absolutely it is. Or that the Holy Ghost is kind of like an optional thing. It's optional. You know, I got born again, I'm saved. Well, you know, just, yeah, he's in here, but I don't really need the baptism of the Spirit because I'm not a minister or not really, you know, I just, I don't need to do that. I can just, optional. Treating him like he's optional. The Bible says a lot of different things. I, I know I'm, I'm poking at stuff this morning, so we'll pray for you. You'll feel better after. <laughs> but I'm, I'm challenging your beliefs because, and on purpose. How do we really think? Does it really match the Bible the way that's written? Do we really believe that? Because, you know, out in the world, it challenges you all the time. And if you're not strong in here where it's safe, we're amongst believers, you're not going to be strong out there. I don't know if you know this, but the world is going in the opposite direction. So you're the salmon swimming upstream, right? Yeah. You're going in the opposite direction. So if you're swimming upstream, you got some resistance coming your way. And if you're not strong here in church where we're all swimming the same way, then you're not going to be strong out there where the world is swimming in the opposite direction and you have some resistance. You you best be strong in the truth and know it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There are many such truths that are important to, to know and believe and to be firmly grounded in. And we've walked through some of those things here this morning. But I want to encourage you to take that that moment. I mean, you can take that, maybe not right this moment. (laughs) But when you get alone with the Lord, which shouldn't be just like once a week, when you spend some time with Him, which shouldn't be just 15 minutes, get some time with Him and say, Lord, what what are you saying to me in here? Take some time to know what this book says. You'd be surprised at how many times we can quote stuff, and I say, well, where's that found in your Bible? Oh, I, I, I don't know. It's in there, though. You sure? Or do we just hear someone else say that? Because man's words don't stand. Only God's word does. Heaven and earth pass away. My words, Jesus said, will never pass away. His word stands. So do you know where it is in your Bible? Hallelujah. All right. Now, we're talking about foundation. And if you're standing on the foundation, you'll not be shaken along with the rest of the world. So I hope you don't feel shaken this morning too much because you have a strong foundation in you. It's in there. That foundation is in your heart. And I believe that the Spirit of God is working in His body right now to cause that foundation to emerge from within you, clear and strong, where you know the truth. You know what the Lord is saying. You know what the Bible says. You know what God is doing in your life. You know why He's called you. You know what belongs to you in Christ Jesus. 
and you're not moved by what's going on around you. You're stable and firm and unshaken. Trouble may come, trials may come. It's just an opportunity to prove your faith in God once again, that he will never let you down because he is faithful. And he will put you on that foundation. And he will guard you from the evil one. Can you say amen to that this morning? Amen. amen. Why don't you come on up. Let's, let's take a moment and stand on our feet. Now, just so you know, I'm not mad at anybody. I love you guys. So if you're looking at my face and go, oh, oh he looks kind of mad or serious. Serious, not angry. But here's why. Here's why. Because I want you to be strong in the Lord. I want you to stand strong. I don't want you to waver. I don't want you to be pushed back and forth by what's going on in the world and what doctrines and weird stuff is out there. I want you to be strong in Him. I want you to have that that pure and holy life that is ours in Christ. You need to know the love of God, to walk in His blessing every day. I want you strong. So we're going to take a moment to pray. I will pray for you and I want you to take a moment just to talk to the Lord. Allow Him to examine your heart and say, Lord, how's this foundation in me? Do a, do a test of the foundation to make sure it's strong in me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You. I thank You, Father, for the help of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God who lives within us. And Father, I thank you that by the Holy Spirit, you're speaking to every heart in the room. Lord, I thank you that even as we've been talking today, you've been showing what is going on in our foundation, in our hearts. You've been showing us what we believe or maybe some things are misbeliefs and things that are wrong. Lord, examine us and show us the things that need to change, where your word needs to be first and foremost in our life. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you that we can call upon the name of Jesus at any time. And we shall be delivered, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you are raising up your people. You are causing us to rise up in the Spirit of God. You're causing us to rise up and be strong. To rise up, hallelujah. Glory be to God. That you may dwell in our midst the way that you want to, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.